three, two, one. Welcome back to part two of the MLS preseason preview. We are joined again uh, by the by the dream team. We have the whole squad here today. Uh, first off, we're going to start with Sower USA. This is Richard. How are you? On mute. Not anymore. I'm doing well. Uh, thanks for having me again. This man's waking up early in the morning to do this. So if he says something that is not smart, forgive him because he is uh, he's basically half asleep right now. Do you get any like coffee or tea or anything? Yeah, we we acquired coffee from the lobby. Um, there you it's go. really the neighbors that are going to wake up to some talk about Brad Stuber, which that's everybody's dream. Go Japan. I mean, that's my dream. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. If if that's not why you're on vacation, then you're on the wrong vacation. Uh, we have got uh, as well. Huiti Peak is back. How are you, Nico? Yeah. I'm fine, thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course, welcome back to the show. And then obviously. This week, we are joined by our good friend, T-Ball, who is a sewer prospect. How are you today, my friend? I'm fine. I'm ready for the Wild West. Yeah, the Wild oh. West. Let's let's get it. Let's get into it for sure. So we're going to start. We're just going to go again in alphabetical order and just start talking through some of these teams and see kind of what's changed, what hasn't changed. Uh, so we'll, uh, again, if, it's, if, if you want to skip ahead to some of the other teams, uh, it'll be in alphabetical order. So you can kind of get an idea of the, uh, of the order we're going through. So... Uh, let's start with Austin, second team in the West last year after uh, not such a great opening campaign in MLS. Uh, they finished last in the West the year, the year before, uh, and they uh, really rebounded last year to finish second. Sebastian Driussi, obviously the headliner. Um, not a whole lot has changed in this Austin team. Uh, I guess we'll start with you, Nico. What, do you, what are your expectations for Austin this year? Uh, Austin had a very, uh, really great season last year. And uh, they they didn't lose uh, any important player besides um, Gabrielson in the defense. So I I would say that they will compete for the for the first places uh, this season again. Drew is, is still there. Uh, Fagundes yeah. is still there. They brought in Zardes, Jazzy Zardes uh, up front. That's uh, an upgrade. Uh, uh, when you have uh, when you had Ruti last year, and uh, and Rigoni uh, will have a, a full preseason and should uh, should be better than uh, than last year for me. Don't forget, they also added Sophie and Jafal through the reentry draft, which I know we're all psyched to see him never play a minute in Austin because you know that's how it goes there. Uh, they added Adam Lundqvist as well, which actually is a kind of an under the radar type of move that. Uh, some of the good teams really like to make. Uh, they lose Felipe Martins. They lose Denny Hosen. Uh, they lose really not too much else. Pochettino never really played for this team, but he's gone. Gite's gone. Um, is, is this a team that maybe overperformed a little last year and we're going to see some regression to the mean, or is this just one of the best teams in the West, Richard? Um, I mean, the amount of Durusi bailouts they had last year seemed a bit unsustainable. Um, yeah. There's so many moments where was it like 85th minute afterwards? There's like Drew pulls off some magic. Um, yeah. I mean, but I feel like 
given the additions and given keeping, you know, round keeping the core and getting a second year of Rigoni, maybe that won't even be necessary this year. Um, that's the step if we're talking like them as like West contenders that they should be taking. Um, I'm not as high on them, but I think the core and like the whole team is a little bit more solidified compared to last year. So less to use the individual magic will be needed. Right. I think it'll still do great, but yeah. Yeah. And obviously year three, year three under Josh Wolf. So, I mean, things are starting to become a little more solidified. They have their identity. Tebow, any thoughts on Austin here as, as we're kind of, what do you, what do you think their kind of end, uh, like their in place ends up being where, where are they finishing the table? Yeah, I think it's a clear underdog. It's a clear team to reach the playoff. Uh, they add depth with uh, Zardes. They keep Uti. As you said, uh, I like the move of uh, Lundquist uh, from Houston. Uh, Jeffal also depth in the midfield. Um, uh, they got Vaisanen and uh, Amrotarek. Um, it's a return because he played in, uh, in the Red Bulls uh, two years ago. Uh, I like the team. Um, I'm only one concern about Rigoni. Um, he was not good when he came to, to the team. I think he's now injured uh, during the, the preseason. So um, I want to see more about uh, Rigoni. He's a, he's a DP. We need to do more. But um, yeah, it's a clear playoff team for, for me. Interesting. Yeah, I think that's right around where I have them. I think I have them about in the playoffs. I don't think they'll be second, like first or second this year. I think there's just a lot of good teams in the Western Conference. Um, but yeah, I, I think they'll probably challenge for the playoffs. Um, so we'll talk, uh, we'll move on a little bit in a team that had a great year two years ago and a terrible year last year, kind of the reverse of Austin. Uh, Colorado looking for a bounce back year in the Rocky Mountains. Uh, William Yarborough is definitely under fire. And I know this because I own a lot of him. Um, yeah, it's a great time to own uh, to own a lot of uh, Willie Yarbrough. Um, but they've got a lot of guys that didn't really either contribute last year or um, could have contributed and didn't or new players coming in. Um, so this is a basically a brand new team, like a whole new look. Kevin Cabral comes into this team uh, is the is the biggest, you know, kind of signing, I guess. Um, they didn't really obviously lose a whole lot outside of G.S. Exardis, who didn't really play a, a whole lot except for at the end of last year. Um, just signed him in the in the middle of the season. Um, is this uh, is this Nico the the team that finished first in the West a couple of years ago, or is this the team that was near the bottom last year? Yeah, it will be between between the the, the two. I think uh, they overperformed uh, two years ago. They underperformed last year, so yeah. I, I think we can we can expect them to to finish higher than last year. But they they won't be they won't be in the five in the top five uh, in the West. I, I really like the the signing of uh, Max uh, from um, from a Swedish uh, uh, Swedish club, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he seems very very solid, and uh, defense was clearly a problem last year. So that, that will that will help uh, help them uh, solidify the the backline. Uh, he has a DP status, so we can expect. Uh, uh, good things from from him uh, next season. Yes, yeah, I mean, yep. yeah. Go ahead. Just wanted to say that Cole Bassett is back, uh, yeah. and that's uh, that's good news for for Colorado too. He, he has a great season, uh, great preseason uh, until now, and um, 
uh, a lot will uh, will also depend on uh, if they can get the best of uh, of Cabral or no, because we yeah. we had a great Cabral in Los Angeles. Uh, this yeah. could be better in in Colorado. Let's let's see. Yeah, Cabral reminds me a lot of Jonathan Lewis, who they brought in from NYCFC, and he had an interesting career in Colorado, kind of was on and off at times, but at times he was very, very good. Um, so they kind of like to take shots on these guys that have a lot of upside, um, and they even kind of play the same way. So I'm very interested to watch Kevin Cabral on this team. Jack Price is another one I'm very interested in, a guy that did not play a whole lot last year due to injury. Then he was like number two in the league behind Carlos Hill in the first year that I was playing 2021. Um, so he was like the OP guy. And then he was just not available at all last year. It'll be interesting to see him. Um, talk to me about this goalkeeper though situation though, Richard. Uh, obviously a lot of threats coming in Willie Arbor's way, but he was one of the best a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, not last year. Like advanced stats didn't like him at all. I think he was bottom five for either he was goal terrible last year or goals minus XG, like those types of stats. Yeah. Um, yeah, the the Pence. So Colorado tried to get Patrick Pence, Pence Pants <laughs> from uh, I think an Austrian team. And then Bayer Leverkusen swooped in at like the last second. Um yeah. I think that's yeah. the first, possibly last time uh Bundesliga team steals like an MLS transfer like at the deadline hour. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Yarbrough not looking too good. Although I think he would, it sounds like they're ready for him to leave or in the summer, go back to Mexico, um, which he's born in Mexico, which I didn't know. His name is William Yarbrough. Yeah. Um, that was a fun fact when I looked that up. Um, yeah, I really like the Rapids. Like I think Maxer has like the type of profile that, you know, if we're looking at like so rare center backs that you really want to see for like your teams that, you know, rack up the AA, um, that type of stuff. Um, yeah. And so Bassett Cabral, um, solid addition. So I'm like, I'm, I'm a Rapids fan to be fair. So like, yeah, I'm a bit biased here, but I think there's a lot of hope. Like this, this feels more, you know, consistent. Like the, the vision is like being played out. So this speak, feels like, very playoff teamy to me, right? Yeah, we. I think we got to talk about Darren Yappy real quick because so the the one Colorado mm. Rapids player Good everybody call. wants to know about is Diego Rubio, right? He played last year kind of in that not ten role, but like more of an attacking playmaker or midfielder. And as of now in preseason, he's been moved back up to number nine, which I think hurts his scoring a little bit. However, um, I think the coaching because staff Giancy Zardes leaving. It is. It, yeah, exactly. It, it uh, could some, some set pieces also exactly. to, to Jack Price. Yeah, so that and then set pieces and then the coaching staff on a record to say that that is he's temporarily at nine until Darren Yappy is ready to come in at nine. Mm. And at that point, you know, Rubio is going to move back again a little bit. So one to watch. So for those who don't know, also, Darren Yappy is a very hyped uh, prospect like a, a US, U.S. Youth International type guy um, who they're very, very high on. And he started to get in there a little bit at the end of last year. And this feels like breakout season. Like you can kind of tell with some guys, like this is going to be the year they start kind of come on. Like Jesus Ferreira was like that a couple of years ago, was like, this is going to be his team this year. And, and that's that's where we are right now uh, with Darren Yappy. Um, all right, let's talk. Speaking of Hazy's Ferrer, let's talk about Dallas. Uh, so obviously a killer front three, um, but they've 
not really done, you know, too, too much as far as movement goes. Um, they've signed a couple homegrown guys. They got Sebastian Ibiaga as a free agent. Um, couple transfers in from Mexico, but not too much going on. Uh, they did lose Matt Hedges, uh, which might be an underrated kind of kind of loss. And then Frank O'Hara is also gone, which is actually probably a good thing because uh, it frees up that DP spot. So um, Dallas just set to kind of run this back again, it seems like, this year. Um, what do we think about Dallas, Tebow? Yeah, I think uh, Matt Hedges is a hard loss for, for Dallas, um, captain of the team. Uh, a player, he played a lot of uh, game for, for Dallas. So they brought um, Sebastian Ibeaga and they got uh, the young Nikosita Ferry. Uh, he can finally get a chance in this team. So I think Matej don't be like replaced on, uh, on this defense. Uh, on the offensive side, I am convinced uh, that we can enjoy. Uh, we have uh, youth and experience. I like, I love a lot uh, Sebastian Leggett. Um, he had a hard time in uh, in New England, but he was really really good in uh, in Los Angeles Galaxy. Uh, of course, Velasco, Ariola on the wings, and uh, Jesus Ferreira. So he can make a uh, lot of sparks in uh, in attack. And uh, about Sorrell, uh, I like especially uh, the under 23 uh, duo Velasco and Ferreira. Probably one of the best stacks uh, in MLS for under 23 in uh, in MLS for for next uh, next year. You would think that I would think that because I own one of the two, but not the other, but that's fine. Um, yeah, Dallas, something that's a little underrated about Dallas. Fun fact, they had the second best defense in the entire MLS, best defense in the Western Conference behind Philly. Mate. So, yeah, Mar Martin Pies came in and did a really great job last year. Is he under the radar, like a top five goalkeeper, like top three goalkeeper? I, I would say he's one of the of the best of the leagues, but not top three. Would still be Blake, uh, Petrovic, and uh, Johnson. Uh, I would say, but he 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 will grow in this team too. I think that he he will get more work this year because of the the departure of Matt Edges, um, and it will be a key for for Dallas uh, this season. How the defense will will react without their um, their big guy? Uh, that that could be uh, the difference between playoffs and non-playoff for me. So we think. Are we all in agreement? They're all like a playoff team. Everybody think they're in the playoffs or no? Anybody? Anybody like disagree? Yeah. Uh, did, did you see the the uh, the the last tweet about the playoffs and uh, what MLS is uh, planning oh. to do? They, oh, they were sure talking about nine teams, so it would be easier <laughs> for us. Yeah, yeah, that, that won't. Not this year, though, right? No, this year. Uh, yeah, yeah I think like yes. That. That's that was part of the problem is that they they are talking about that uh, <laughs> just now when the season is about to start. That's that's a bit strange. Absurd. Yeah, the extra time guys were kind of running with that nine team assumption, like maybe it kind of like. As a joke, but also semi-seriously. Um, well, that's what fun. is all right. Do they finish seventh or higher? Let's put it that way. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Until the rule changes, we're a podcast <laughs> yeah. that believes in rules. So wow, we're say seventh. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right. So that's Dallas. Um, 
probably around the playoffs again, I think for me. A team that is probably not around the playoffs for me is Houston. They're uh, they're Texas rivals. Old Ben Olsen's come to town, so you know it's about to get real boring in Houston. We're about to see a lot of nil-nil and 1-1 and 1-0 score lines over in Houston. For better or worse, they'll probably be a little bit better than they were last year. They were 13th in the West, um, but they probably will not score more goals, and they were like one of the worst teams at scoring goals a season ago. They did get Artur in from Columbus. Um, they got Achara from Toronto. Maybe he can contribute. Brad Smith coming off an injury. Maybe he can contribute. Um, not not a ton that they've brought in here, realistically. They lost Sarek Valentin. They lost Fafa Pico. They lost Tim Parker. Lost Matias Vera. They lost Adam Lundquist. So are we just punting this season? Or this was... Uh, this was not a particularly good team last year, and they just basically dumped everybody and have not really re-signed anybody. So what do we think? Is this just a, just a lost cause here, Richard? Yeah, I I mean, I think I've been on record to saying, this was, mind you, back in January, that I like Houston's offseason a lot, actually. Um, really? I, I do. Um, okay. So I think when you mentioned Franco Escobar at right back, um, yeah. you know, the dude just somehow wins anywhere he goes in MLS. Like, I think he has MLS Cup with Atlanta, LAFC. Yeah, that's right. Okay, no. <laughs> not, not that optimistic. Um, but no, they also, they're bringing in an attacking midfielder. Um, I want to say Bassi. Bassi, yeah. yes. Amin um, Bassi. So, you know, there, there's pieces. Uh, I think Fra- Sebastian... Franco on the wing. Yep. Could, Ivan be, could be something too. Yep. Between Ulf and Ivan Franco, and Sebastian for... I think those three is that's not terrible, you know, by any means. Um, I think the main problem in Houston is the guy they spend all their money on, uh, Ache Ache, Hector Herrera. <laughs> um, if he's not, you know, up to it, how can they, like, are they going to, they're not going to bench him, right? That is one of those issues, right? Like, I don't know. This is your market. Ben Olsen play? doesn't care. Yeah. The, the ben Olsen does not care. He'll bench anybody. Especially yeah. if you're not running, like if you're not trying or hustling, like that is his biggest pet peeve. He will bench you. Yeah. So, which is something that I think might happen this year. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then can Archer like hold up as like the single six? Like, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, if Ache Ache is actually going to do it, like I, you know, Karaskia is very solid. Teenage Hadebe, like, kind of like pulling like the, you know, the. They lost Tim Parker too. Yeah, yeah, but they got so the, a lot, a lot of CBs movement uh, moves this year. Yeah, there was uh, a lot yeah. of transfers between the intra MLS. Uh, I actually do a lot of, uh, of CBs. I actually do kind of low key like the Steve Clark teenager Debbie yeah. kind of kind of link there, uh, because I again I don't think they'll give up a ton of goals. Like I just think this is going to be a very boring team. That's what Ben Olsen teams do. They don't really win, but they also don't lose a lot. They're just going to draw a bunch of games um, and have pretty low score lines. So I think this will be like, you know, 11th or 12th best team in the West. Um, And to be fair, like they've freed up a ton of cap space with all these moves. So like they're going to have the summer transfer window. They they could probably make some like big moves over the summer. So this might be a team that's sitting near the bottom towards the, like if, if they're even like ninth or 10th, they're going to be pumped come summer transfer window and they might make the playoffs at that point. So, you know, we'll see. Ben Olsen's not a bad coach. He's just a boring coach in my opinion. Anyway, <laughs> perfect we'll match. See how. 
we'll see how things play out. How long? How long was he in charge in in DC? A lot of like time, though. Ten years. He, he yeah. played for like ten years, and then he coached for like ten years. So it, he was literally around DC United for like twenty five years or something. It's crazy. <laughs> um and they just never fired him like that's because he's such a good coach sort of like to a point like he's a great coach if you don't want to spend any money he's great um but he's, he's never gonna really win much they should send him um, to colorado yeah. yeah well that's true he'd probably be decent in colorado uh all right so from not winning much to winning all of the things lafc is next on our list uh lafc have had an interesting transfer window here chicho arango's gone latif blessing is gone sebas mendez is gone gareth bale's retired ibiaga's gone christian teo's gone franco escobar's gone eddie segura's gone you mentioned all of those names and you're like eh, that's a lot of names to lose but this was also one of the deepest teams in the mls last year uh they also added aaron long uh they added buke i don't know if i'm saying that right um Hollingshead's back so they they added a few pieces um to this team and they still have an open DP spot so could add some more is this uh the start of Chief Steve Trundolo's dynasty Tebow or is this uh is this just a middling playoff team uh it's hard to say by now uh as you said um I'm quite worried worried um they um lose Chicharango uh, especially given his quality and uh, his low salary. Uh, I was a bit shocked about this, uh, this move. Uh, of course, uh, Garrett Bay retirement. Um, he don't play much, but uh, for playoff or... Um, um, and, uh, for that one goal, game, it was kind of one important. Goal. Yeah. The more important he was goal. signed for one goal and, and he did it. He did his thing. That's what he was supposed to do. Uh, but but I, I can see um, to see uh, Denis Bonga for a full season. I think it's going to be like for MVP or somewhere like that. Yeah. Um, they got depth uh, with Aaron Long. Uh, probably Eddie Sigura is going to be back on this team. Um, but he's, what... he's injured again, no? Yeah. On the knee. But they were in talks to, to bring him back. Yeah. And I got one question for you. What will uh, Jose Fuentes do? Uh, for me, it's a big question about uh, about Los Angeles uh, for, for next year. Yeah, I mean, Cifuentes is huge, and they've been able to kind of hold on to him through the European transfer window. I can't see him staying through the summer. Like, somebody's going to splash some cash and get him in the summer. But as long as he's there, I mean, he's absurd. He's so good. Like, this midfield, Kellen Acosta, Cifuentes, Ilya Sanchez is just absurd. Aaron Long... The Poku's still there. Mario's still there. Segura's still there. Uh, Carlos Vela's obviously still there. Like you mentioned, Bawanga, who I love. Um, like I just read off all those names that left, and I am still looking at their roster. Like, geez, this is still like maybe the most deep team in the MLS is still at this point. It's just absurd. What What are your thoughts, Nico? Uh, I'm a little bit worried about deaths uh, in the midfield. You have you have uh, you have Sanchez, uh, you have Acosta, you have uh, Cifuentes, of course, but then you you don't have a lot of uh, options off the bench. Uh, they are gonna play a long season with uh, four competitions. I mean, there there is Champions League, 
US Open Cup, of course, MLS, and then the the, the Leagues Cup in the in the summer, uh, even if they are uh, uh, free in the first round, if I record it uh, correctly. But uh, uh, the loss of Arango and the the the, the, the depth in the midfield uh, makes me makes me worry. Uh, Vela is not so young. Uh, a little bit injury prone, so I'm not. Uh, I'm not putting all my money on on the LUF, LAFC uh, winning the the Western Conference this year. Would you be more comfortable with them winning the playoffs as opposed to winning the Supporter Shield? Because mm. I feel like you put this first eleven on the field yep. with anybody else, and it's just not fair. Whereas you're right, over the course of the season and with Champions League. They are probably going to drop points where they shouldn't be dropping points. But, like, come playoff time, I think we all agree they're probably going to make the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, Playoff time, this is not a team I want to face at all. No. And they, they, they certainly put some uh, reinforcements uh, during summer or even before the start of the season. So, uh, this team is not the team that we will see uh, uh, the whole year. Yeah. So I don't. We'll we'll see how LAFC gets along. I think it'll be pretty good. Their uh, crosstown rivals have been making some moves as well. Obviously, Samuel Granser is now gone. Kevin Cabral is now gone. Sasha Question is now gone. Victor Vasquez uh, is gone. Derek Williams has been traded to DC United for the fourth center back that we have. Cool. Chris Mavinga's come in. Memo Rodriguez has come in, and that is it. That is their two signings for this off season. Um, LA Galaxy, are they a playoff team or not? What do you think, Richard? Ooh, uh, gun to my head. Yeah, there. I have them on the like the brink, like right on the edge. You so, have them eighth, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> you, you have them in the <laughs> phantom playoffs. Yeah, they're currently lobbying Don Garber to expand the playoffs to nineteen, yeah. so they can. Win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is just LA Galaxy pushing those. Exactly. I mean, you know, they get they get all the rules if they need them. Um, so they they have so one thing I think we should point out is they have a, a transfer ban for international signings in the summer. So um, they do have an open DP spot right now. They have not made many reinforcements. I think Tyler Boyd is one that's currently playing with them for preseason. I think he even scored today, which is neat. But that's obviously not like a DP level player. Hopefully not. Right. But it shouldn't be. Um, and so yeah if they make like a big splash, kind of like LAFC would do, it probably will happen before mid of April. So we'll see that sooner than later, I would assume. Um, but yeah, like another, like they kept Julian, well, Julian Araujo, like, is he, I think he's in Barcelona while they're figuring out the transfer. And then it yeah, sounds like Barcelona will have to loan him back somewhere else, which he could um, be. Who does, who does own him yet? Uh, no. Yeah. We, we don't know. <laughs> I think FIFA's yeah. just, yeah, still. Yeah. Terrible. Like, yeah, that's just like absolute limbo. Um, but look, like Ricky Push still there. Um, yeah. Chicha also subbed up injured earlier, but let, let's assume he's fine. Um, like those two will cook. Like Brugman, I think, did really well when they brought him in last, um, like towards the middle of last year. And then, yeah, Marky Delgado is low-key, like a bit underrated, I would say. Like he does, yeah. you know. Their well. midfield's actually really, really good. Yes. Yeah, and they have Dejan Jovalich too, they, who they still yeah. miraculously somehow have. And so they um, have been playing with two strikers 
which again, everybody's right. been like yelling at Greg Vanny to like please play with two forwards. Um, so it sounds like, and if you look at their roster moves, like getting rid of right, Cabral, uh, Grancer, yeah, Brawl. all those guys. The wingers are I think out. Douglas Costa is just gonna sit on the bench all year, which you know, <laughs> it's not a bad thing. He's used so to here's my that. here's my worry with the LA Galaxy. Right, they've always been able to score goals. My worry is always at the back, and this team always goes as its defense goes. And I just I didn't think their defense was great outside of like a period in the summer last year where they started shutting people down and they started like on, they were on a tear at that point. Um, that was the only period that they were like a half decent defense. They gave up 51 goals last year. And like I said, they had a period where they were just outstanding. So it's really probably worse than that for the games that they uh, for the for those other games. And I don't think they did anything like Chris Mavinga is a decent upside guy. And, and obviously he's a Vanny guy. So like, he's actually probably not a bad, not a bad get um, considering Derek Williams is gone. Um, I would probably look at Chris Mavinga as like a, a flyer type of a guy, but he's not probably, he's not going to like change the face of this defense. Um, so you're right. I like, I like their midfield quite a bit. I like their attacking options, but how are they going to keep the ball out of the back of the net? That's my question. So, Tiba, what what are your thoughts on LA Galaxy? Yeah, I just like they clean the roster, uh, they clean the, the bad contract, uh, they turn the French page, <laughs> the French heritage with uh, Cabrad and Grandier. So uh, it's good when it didn't work. Uh, you need to to stop and uh, to evacuate all these contracts. So uh, probably it's not going to be a good year for the Galaxy, in my opinion. Uh, probably not a playoff team. But now, as Richard said, uh, they got a GP contract um, available for the summer. Um, they probably going to uh, uh, try to fire uh, Douglas Costa uh, during the, the year. So maybe it's, uh, it's a new start in the, in the Galaxy. And uh, I, I like that because uh, they made bad choice. Um, they admit it and uh, they change. So that's good. Yeah, I, I think it'll be very interesting to watch the LA Galaxy this year. Wouldn't be surprised if they missed the playoffs. Wouldn't really be surprised that much if they made the playoffs either, though. So we'll, we'll see. Um, Minnesota, interesting team. Obviously got a kind of a big storyline happening right now. Um, yes. does, do we really oh, yeah. just have to reserve judgment on this team till we figure out what happens with Emmanuel Reynoso? Like, what in the world is going on? Nico, what are your thoughts in Minnesota? Um, I'm I'm thinking that they, that's a team that won't make the playoffs this year because of the Reynoso problem, of course. Uh, we still don't know when it could be, be fixed, like tomorrow, if, you know? I mean, he yeah, could start game one. I don't see it happen, to be honest. I mean, uh, they, they were... There was the news uh, recently about the the suspension of his salary uh, for one month. Uh, it begins uh, it's it begins to be a, a little uh, a little out of control. Uh, I really don't know if uh, if Reynoso uh, will uh, will start the season uh, and if he will be back uh, before the summer. It's 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 really complicated. It's a it's a strange uh, strange case. And the problem of, uh, of Minnesota is uh, is that without Reynoso, they are not so such a, a good team. You have Lod, of course. Who I think can... you mean they're a bad team. 
<laughs> they have no way to score a goal without Emmanuel Reynoso. Yeah, so. they, 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 they have problems with their num, uh, number nine position uh, for two yeah. years. Um, okay, you have Fragapan or Longuane on the, on the wings, but that's not so uh, so high level, I mean, for, for a team who, who wants to play the playoffs. Uh, the defense is a problem too. The um, bass is still injured. We have um, a boxer with aging. Uh, the the fullbacks. We have Kemmer Lawrence. It's not such a, a great option I mean, on the right. Seventeen. This was like best mm. best eleven type guy. Mm. Yeah, maybe he'll get back. But... <laughs> yeah. So I I don't see them in the playoff this year. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like some of their pieces, you know, I, I do like some of their individual players. I hate the coach. I, <laughs> I, I just really hate the coach. He never sets them up very well. And you're hundred percent right outside of Reynoso. There's no way for them to score a goal. I mean, they can put Robin Laud in that position and he'll be like, okay, but yeah. they'll also lose Robin Laud from the midfield if they do that. Like, and it just, it doesn't work. Their defense isn't good. Even though they've got a good goalkeeper, like Dane Sinclair is pretty good. Um, they just they have nobody else to play defense in front of them, which stinks. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Anything else on this one, Richard? Anything else on no. Minnesota? They should, they should clone Robin Lodd, honestly. Um, like, <laughs> just give me eleven yeah, he, Robin Lodds. He, he plays Let's everywhere. <laughs> Let's do that experiment. This is, you know, probably the best entertainment we can get out of Minnesota. So. Come on, this is 2023. We got to be able to clone people by now. We should have the technology. Like, There's no reason that we can't do that at this point. Um, <laughs> all right, let's move northwest. Let's talk about Portland. Portland Timbers just barely missed the playoffs a season ago. Uh, and they and Seattle both missed the playoffs for the first time, like ever, I think. I think both of them have been in the playoffs every year. Um, and they had take they had took turns winning the western conference for like six or seven years in a row as well um so this is kind of one of the traditional traditional you know in the last 10 years powers uh in the mls they've made two sign one signing but it was a big one evander is in uh and they have not let anybody leave so they're just gonna run this back again they looked better towards the end of last year is this going to be a playoff team or not again? Uh, this is, I think the question on just about all these teams is, yeah, they, there's some good spots and some bad spots, but um, how big of an impact does Evander make, Tebow? Oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a huge thing for, for Portland, for the MLS, um, because it's only 24. Uh, it works in, uh, in Europe, in, uh, in Denmark, uh, in Midlands. So it's a huge, huge thing for, for Portland um, because um, you, um, you need uh, more creativity on the midfield. Uh, Sebastian Blanco um, don't play as well uh, as um, two years or three years ago. Uh, he's like 20, 20, uh, 34, 35. Um, so you need to replace um, him on, uh, on the 11. Um, I like a lot um, Santiago Moreno. Um, I think he's gonna go to Europe uh, next summer or next winter. He's one of the best youngsters uh, on the wings in MLS for me. And uh, my only problem on Portland is 
the defense. I don't really like the defense, except Ivasic. Ivasic should do a great season uh, last year. And uh, it's uh, up front. Um, yes, Goda wasn't really good. He didn't score a lot. Uh, Felipe Mora is injured until uh, May or June. So no depth at, at nine. And um, I think Portland gonna just battle for the playoffs. But um, they need a big, big, big Evander uh, uh, next year to be in the playoffs. Yeah, I think it's interesting. All of these MLS teams just don't want to play defense. It's great. Like, let's just not sign defenses and see how that goes. And, like, the two teams that sign defenses are, like, Philly, and they just dominate everybody. Um, Richard, what do we think about Portland here? Obviously, Evander is huge. Is he, like, MVP discussion huge, or is he just, like, one of the best U23 players? Or is it, like, ah, let's take some time and, like, get him used to the league, and then maybe by the summer he'll be, like, okay. Yeah, I mean, he's 25, so the U23 one is not going to work out too well for him. But um, no, no, no. Um, yeah. Fair, fair. <laughs> I think fair. he'll do great. Like, he's going to monopolize set pieces. Um, he's playing in the spot that traditionally does well in MLS. If you look at, like, past MVPs, which I did when we talked about Buanga earlier, um, it's not many wingers. It's a lot of, like, number 10s and the occasional number 9 in there. So, um, like, Vander fits the... Zela Ryan, heel type of profile, Pozuelo, you know? Um, so yeah, I'm super stoked about him. Just like his signing alone is what MLS teams should do more of. Like, it's just an excellent signing, right? So um, props to Portland. They have talked about bringing in another forward, whether that's like Young DP or like U22 initiative. So like more on Goda, it's kind of eh, like, and there's injuries right now. So I don't know if that'll happen in the next two weeks before week one, but um, the they've talked about like they have targets and they're making moves essentially. Um, but yeah, the defense is also like specifically center backs, right? Like Zuperich, Mabiala, I think both of those are also on like huge contracts. So it's tough because like there's teams that could use them. Like Columbus just traded away Mensa. Like if you can offload one of them and then bring in like, an almost like Maxo type of guy, like what Rapids just did, this would be like, you know, top three uh, West for me. But as it stands, I think home, uh, yeah, like five, six is where I have them. Like, I got, because I do think they, like the offense looks excellent. And yeah. don't forget Diego Chara, who's ageless. Like, yeah. What, coming on 37. This like man's going to be playing when he's in his 50s. Like, he's still getting red cards in the MLS. It's going to be great. Running the most out of everybody, like yeah, wild. Can't wait till him. Can't wait till Mbappe's kid is getting tackled by (laughs) freaking Diego Chara. It's gonna be awesome. Did Uh, did you guys? Did you guys hear anything about Williamson? Because there were some kind of rumors on the end of the of last last season that he could go. uh, It was true. New England was interested, but yeah, he's still there. Still there as of right now. If he starts, as far as I know. Yeah. yeah, and he's not a really great that. player. Well, yeah. he's just been hurt. So the, the problem is the coach, not uh, not Eric. I think yeah. the coach don't don't like him a lot. Yeah, that was a yeah. problem apparently. Maybe that did that maybe happen with a Because I feel like a was like good, and then he just like yeah. left. He he just got traded for like almost nothing, and now he's mm-hmm. great in San Jose. Um, all right, let's talk RSL. So RSL uh, just barely snuck into the playoffs again. This is what they do. <laughs> They're very good at it. Um, 
We'll see if they can do it again this year. Aaron Herrera is gone. Sergio Cordova is gone. Bobby Wood didn't make an impact. He's gone. Um, not a ton of of, uh, of transfers. Just the one transfer is Carlos Gomez. Yeah. Um, every year, I feel like RSL has no talent. They're going to be terrible. They're going to be like bottom three in the West. Every year, they sneak into the playoffs by one point. Nico, is this the year that they're finally bottom three? I, I would say yes. Uh, if they make playoff, is that Savarino as the uh, as again be great and greater and great and the greatest? But besides him, you don't have a lot of uh, of impact players. Pablo uh, Ruiz is pretty good. Who, who do we need? Ruiz, Pablo Ruiz. Yeah, Pablo Ruiz. Yeah, he's pretty good. Uh, and and defense is. It's okay. It's decent. I mean, uh, Glad and Silva as center back. That's okay. Magmad. You really uh, like it. I like Glad a lot. I like Darren Herrera a lot too. Now he's yeah, gone. Yeah, he's gone. Brody was a little bit uh, overperforming last year, I think. Uh, on the left, you have uh, uh, Ojeda, uh, Oviedo, who's not so great. And like uh, I talked about uh, Gomez with, uh, with Thibaut uh, a few weeks ago, uh, for me, it's a, it's a little bit of a gamble. The the kid uh, looks good. He, he seems uh, he seems okay, but he has only uh, one or two seasons uh, in the legs, and I'm not sure he will have uh, an impact uh, immediately for for Salt Lake. So yeah. I I think they won't make the playoffs. I mean. Talent-wise, you'd say that, but there's just sometimes, like sometimes you just say, "Yep, this team's this team's gonna find a way." I don't know how, <laughs> but they'll find a way. Um, man, so tough to play at Rio Tinto too. They do a really good job at home. Uh, let's talk about a team that everybody does want to talk about. Everybody's favorite dark horse this year, San Jose Earthquakes, bringing in a new coach from the U.S. national team, one of the assistants. They've got talent. Uh, they, you know, they're not going to play this random, let's not play defense style anymore, which is prevalent in all of MLS, but you know, they took it to kind of an extreme, uh, they, they have signed maybe the greatest player in MLS history, Michael Baldissimo through the re-entry draft. So let's not, uh, let's not downplay that there. Tommy Thompson's back. Carlos Grezo is, is coming in from Augsburg. Uh, it was a nice, uh, nice move. Um, but not a ton kind of leaving. Gregus and Remedy are gone. Judson is uh, is back. Um, San Jose, are they the dark horse team this year? Are they the team that you expect to rise the most this year, Richard? Yes. Yes, yes. I think we're speaking it all. We're all speaking it into existence, right? So Yeah, I mean, it has to work because we're all saying it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like Guerrezo, like, okay, so Nathan's injury is very that's like, a big one that's yeah. a big yeah. that's like i think it was acl i don't know if they yeah. confirmed it actually, but like that's half a year gone um which really really hurts them like um to be fair they you know acted immediately got jonathan mensa which yeah well, that's not a bad move yeah it's a good sign really, really good, good, good especially move. on the timeline and like the position they're in like well done yeah um and yeah look like Kate Cowell, Kikanovic still both here. Like they have like young players, right? Like they have lots of like Osani Buddha, um, another yeah. one. Yeah, like they have. Keep an eye on him. 
Nice, nice. Like a bunch of these guys will leave for the U20 World Cup, but then down the stretch in the summer, like when they come back, um, is that when Sakurius gets a starting role? I don't know. Like, but second half of the season, they could be really, really exciting to watch. Um, and so, yeah, I think they're going to start really hot. They have a really good schedule, like the first six, seven games, mostly at home. Um, I think we should mention Marcinkowski versus Daniel. Um, that's a bit of a head scratcher. Like, Marcinkowski is not, you know, he wasn't like the worst keeper in MLS. I think he was bottom. He was put half. in some really bad positions, though. Yeah, exactly. For you his know, whole career. Exactly. Yep. And so, so now you spend an international spot. And I think Daniel's also like a TAM signing. So anyway, like Yeesh. um that's a bit of a head scratcher, but otherwise, like Espinosa Montero, Abel BC, and probably Cade Cowell, like. Yeah. Um, playoffs. Dark horse MVP candidate, Jamiro Montero. Okay. Tell me why I'm wrong, Tebow. Oh. You are totally right, my friend. Aha! <laughs> this is why he's on the show, ladies and gentlemen. My, my, <laughs> my, my offseason was taking Jamiro, Jamiro, Jamiro Montero super rare. So I'm, I agree. Ooh, I went and, rare. Uh, you went super rare. You, you're even more into it than I am. Yes, and um, other dark horse in this team for me is uh, I, I know uh, the U.S. national team fans don't like him, but uh, Jackson Yule, um, he plays center back, uh, he plays six, uh, he plays a lot of defense, but with um, a true center back, um, probably Cuezo, uh, the new signing as a um, defensive midfielder. I think Jackson gonna be like more creative, uh, more uh, up on the field. And um, I think it's going to be better for, for this team. He's the team captain uh, since uh, Wondolowski uh, has left uh, MLS. Um, so I hope a good season uh, for Jackson also. And um, I think San Jose doing uh, really well on the MLS market. Um, Jamiro Montero was uh, a low signing um, next uh, last year uh, from Philly. Uh, now they take um, Jonathan Mensah for only a guarantee uh, to uh, um, 1000k 200k so um, yeah i, I think uh, yeah San Jose don't don't have a it's lot like an of, international spot don't have a lot of financial means but uh, they got idea on on the market ebobisi uh, last year uh, last year also so um, yeah a dark horse for for the playoffs i like that you just said all three of the san jose players that i own are dark horse great mvp <laughs> candidates like Jackson Yule, Jeremy Bebesi, and uh, Jimmy Montero. Love to see it. You love to see it. Uh, Seattle, they have not made the playoffs for the first time ever. They Their president has been recruited over to Atlanta. The sky is falling, and they have not done a whole lot, really, this offseason. Ruin is gone. Acampo Chavez is gone. Jimmy Madrend is gone. Freddie Montero resigned. Um, Hebert is in, I guess. I mean, this team did this team need to get better? I feel like they I feel like the answer is yes. And are they just hoping that it's just injuries and like not as many injuries this year and uh and we'll just be fine because we had a good team last year. Nico, what do you think about Seattle? You you forgot to mention a, a new signing, it's Joao Polo, because he, he missed almost the whole season last Old year. Ben Vargas was gone and, for the whole year. Yeah, yeah, also, yeah. I mean, if 
everybody stays healthy and they focus again on MLS because once they, they won the, the Champions League, you, you, you saw that they had accomplished something, they knew it, and uh, the focus disappeared a bit. So they also, they always were thinking, okay, we will lose some games, but then we'll win some and we'll make the playoffs as usual. And then come on, uh, we, we, we'll, give a, we'll have a shot and, uh, and, uh, and the, at the MLS Cup. But it, it didn't uh, go this way because uh, the focus was gone. They, they rotated too much. So they lost too, too many games. The, the, the first team also lost a, lo a lot of games. And uh, all we heard during off-season was uh, revenge. They knew they were, they were bad. They knew uh, they disappointed their fans and the neutral uh, spectators. And I'm pretty sure that uh, the, the will is there and that they will make playoffs uh, easily this year. And then they promptly went and lost to a team from Egypt in the Club World yeah. Cup. So yeah. what do we think about that? Here's my stat of the day on Seattle, okay? Seattle had 12 away losses last year. Do you want to know who had more than that in the MLS? No one. No one had more away losses than Seattle last year. They were really good at home. They got nine wins at home, which is like, I mean – Nashville didn't get nine wins at home. Austin didn't get nine wins at home. LA Galaxy didn't get nine wins at home. They were terrible on the road. So what needs to change for them to kind of change things around? Is it just like, well, Jao Paolo was hurt and that was that was the issue last year? Or is there more to this story, Tiba? Not only Rao uh, Paulo. Hal uh, Ruidias was uh, injured a lot. He missed a lot of games. Um, they play, uh, they focus on, uh, on the Champions League and um, they make a lot of turnover um, um, during MLS game. Uh, they lost a lot of game. And uh, as Nico said before, um, I think for me, they're going to be revenge this year. Uh, they need to stay healthy, but the team, as for me, it's the Los Angeles FC team. Like they mm. got depth, they got the youngster on the bench, really good youngster. Um, they got um, really good, really good player um, in each position. Uh, so if everybody are healthy and if the youngsters are good on the bench, I think it's a, it's a top, 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 top team in a, in the in the Wild West for for next year. You would think that. You would think that for sure. And I I am uh, giving Seattle a bit of a hard time because they kept rubbing everybody's faces in the fact that they won the Champions League <laughs> and then finished 11th. So, First um, MLS club to do so. Right, exactly. And they yeah, kept saying that over and over and over. And I was like, okay, that's enough. Um, but, yeah, Seattle is still on paper one of the better teams in the Western Conference. Another one of everybody's favorite dark horses is Sporting Kansas City. Peter Vermees is definitely on the hot seat. It is time to win in Sporting Kansas City if he wants to keep his job. Uh, AC Montmarine is gone. Fontas is uh, actually re-signed. Graham Zussi is re-signed. Roger Espinosa has re-signed. So they really didn't lose too, too much here. They also haven't made any transfers. So were the transfers from um, the summer last season, and they look, to be fair, like, 
they they were a lot better after the summer transfers last year. Was that enough to give you enough confidence in this being one of the dark horse teams in the league again? Richard, they were sorry, not just better. They're like one of the best. I think Willie Agata put up numbers that only Tati Castellanos matched before he left. Like Agata, Tommy, they, yeah, they were really, really good down this. Like, I think Johnny it was like of August. Yeah, Johnny Russell. Um, so yeah, like, and then they get Gadi Kinda back. They get Alan Polito back. Um, you know, how many minutes both of them could have? You know, their replacements. Tommy Agata did really well. So. Um, that's a good problem to have, you know, you have two of your DPs technically be like on a rotation. Like, I don't know. Um, we'll, we'll see. Um, their issue is I think still center back, especially after Courtney Ford, I think it was Achilles. Um, Yeah. A couple of days ago. So that's really rough. Um, but I expect them to go out, you know, find somebody, uh, cause right now it's only Fanta's, uh, Volodair. And then Rindoff, who's like their draft pick. Um, but yeah, they picked up Nemanja Radoja. I don't know. If, he's not, uh, I mis- mispronounced that. But um, um, yeah, I think he spent time with, I forgot who it was, Fontes together, um, playing together. So um, solid pickup for like another mid, like they have a really good midfield depth here. And so yeah. uh, add in Sa- Shaloi and Russell. I, I like Kansas a lot. Um, and then, yeah, <laughs> Pulse Camp versus Malia. I think that'll be a fun one all year. Uh, Who I'm wins sure. that job, Nico? <laughs> I think for, for no Pulse Camp uh, as a oh. job. I mean, Melia didn't play the last game, so if maybe he's injured. <laughs> Tebow is disagreeing hard, and I feel like I am too. What yeah, do you think, it's, Tebow? It's, it's a very... It's no. a very strange situation. I mean, last year you you saw that Melia was kind of of washed. Uh, he did he was injured at the end of the season. He Pulskam took the job, was not so good at the beginning, but was pretty decent and solid after that. And then you you hear that Melia get, get got a, a new extension for two years. So that's that's kind of strange, and that's what could be hinting at Melia uh, being the uh, the goalkeeper this year. But I think that we won't know be, be, before the first game of the season. Well, we even know in the, like, this just reeks of like, oh, we're going to switch back and forth all season long. Mm. Tivo, are you do you think this is just Melia? Or do you think this is like switch back and forth? Or what do you think? Uh, for me, for the beginning of the season, it's, uh, it's Team Melia, uh, just because of uh, Peter Vermes. Uh, we know him for yes. more than ten for more than ten years in the in MLS in Kansas, and uh, it's a coach with a lot of uh, attitude. <laughs> uh, he likes this guy a lot, and I think Melia is one of these guys. And uh, I think he's gonna put Melia at the beginning, and after it, Melia is bad. He's gonna put Pearl Camp because uh, he wants to stay in Kansas for a lot of more years, and he need to win. But uh, Melia for for the beginning of the season, in my opinion. And to be fair, exactly what I said at the beginning, Tim Melia, or not Tim Melia, um, Peter Vermees needs to win now. So, like, this is not like, ah, uh, well, Pulse Camp's going to be better next year and the year after. It's like, hey, if we don't win this year, I'm going to be fired. So, it is, uh, it's time to win now for Peter Vermees. 
Uh, he's got a lot of grace built up, and that's the only reason he made it through last year because he's been there so long. But uh, we saw with Ben Olsen, like after a while, it just doesn't, you just run out of that of that grace if you don't start winning. So I do think they will win. Um, and I, I am on Team Melia, but we'll see how things shake out. Um, so a team that we know absolutely nothing about, St. Louis City is in the MLS now. They joined the Western Conference and they've signed an entire team. So I'm not going to read off all the names. Um, the only one that I know is Roman Berkey. So that's fun. But I've heard they've had a really, really good um, kind of start to their campaign as an MLS team. Typically, expansion teams don't do very well, but, you know, there are the Atlanta and LAFC exceptions to this. Who wants to talk about St. Louis? Because I don't know if any of you guys know anything <laughs> about this team. Oh, man. The, the team of the team is the DP, St. Louis FC. Oh, man. Um, it was shot like, so I guess the obvious, right? So they have they have a roster. Um, they, you know, yeah, they have a roster. Can't confirm. <laughs> they have a roster. As a as a terrible start. Um, well, look, they have they brought in some you know league talent. You know, Tim Parker, Nerwinski, Bell, um, Indy Vasilev. The, Vasilev, yeah, true. Joe Joe uh, Kini from uh, from France and uh, Orlando. Ooh. Yeah, and so yeah. I I think they have the pieces. They're not going to be like. This is like we, we we're not looking at this and saying this has no chance of competing, right? At least I'm not. Um, like obviously Ostrak is a huge unknown. Um, if that's you know gonna be their like creator. Um to be honest, I haven't seen much of Klaus or Lurven or Blom, like their midfield essentially. Um, and they lost their guy who was supposed to be like the rock, uh Joachim Nielsen. Yeah. Uh, I think he wears ACL, so he's out until like June or July. That's not great, but um, if, yeah, I think the the extra time crew was talking about like the coach who they have, which I forgot his name, uh, apologize, but um, he has, you know, a very well-defined system. And so if that system, you know, in MLS, if you can apply that system to your team, you have a chance, right? Like, I feel like, I think it's like, high pressing high intensity system so they have a lot of young players which that yeah, could be a well, good match. i mean they're gonna run i guess yeah yeah exactly they, they, they build their roster with, with guys who who know uh what it is to run and to work and uh who have a, a very good mentality i think that they, that was really what they were looking for uh mentality more than uh uh talent because they they want a team, they want uh, players who stick together and who go to to war together. Because they they will need that. Expansion so, team is always, always always difficult. So I think they've done actually a pretty good job from all accounts of building the roster out and getting you know their identity and everything. Compare this though to Charlotte or to Austin a couple of years ago. I feel like St. Louis has signed a lot of players. Like they have 26 players on their roster. A maximum is 30. So you're, it's not like you're transferring guys out after six months, at least probably not a lot. So like Charlotte came out and said, look, we're building this over the first two transfer windows, right? We're building in the winter. So we'll see what we have on the field. And then we'll like add pieces here and there. Really good job of that. They finished ninth in the Eastern Conference. 
Austin, to some degree, did the same thing. They added Drew Usi the, the summer of their first season. Um, they added a couple other big names. I think Pochettino, but it didn't work out. Something like that. Um, there's no room for this in St. Louis. Like, this is like sink or swim right off the bat. Like, we're going to figure out in the first, like, month or two if this team can actually be competitive in the MLS. So it's a, it's a tad bit scary, you know? This is... This has the makings of a team that could be uh, right at the bottom of the league, or it has the makings of a team that could challenge for the top couple spots if it, you know, if it works out. So we'll see. Big, uh, you know, range of possibilities there, I guess. Um, let's talk about Vancouver, the toughest place to play in North America, BC place. Vancouver is uh, is one of my teams, one of my f- uh, fan favorite teams. They added Julian Gressel um, last summer, which was one of my guys. So. Um, I am uh, I am now a Vancouver fan. They have you you most you weren't a Vancouver fan before before that. Not really. You, you no. became a Vancouver fan. I, I kind of became Grace. a Vancouver yeah, okay. fan with with uh, with Grass coming in. Um, but also, BC Place is the toughest place to play in North America, and I'll say that as many times as I can. Uh, Kyle <laughs> Alexander is gone on loan. Florian Youngworth is gone. Michael Baldissimo is gone. Uh, Awosu is gone. Uh, Jake Narinsky is obviously, I think he's in St. Louis, right? We just yep. said that. Yep. Um, Marcus Godinho is gone. Egbo's gone. Cropper, Cody Cropper is gone. So Cavallini. maybe, maybe we've kind of, Cavallini is also gone. Um, Bakel is also gone. It's so like, there's some, some guys that contributed here quite a bit to this, uh, to this team. And they have brought in two guys from Whitecaps too, a guy from the re-entry draft, a generation Adidas guy and a guy on a free. So you love to see the amount of money that they're putting into their off-season <laughs> acquisitions. Um, I don't know. I, I'm always frustrated because Vinny Sartini seems to not play the best players. But at this point, it doesn't seem like he has any other players to play except for the best players. So is this maybe going to be a good thing here, Thibaut? Um, I'm, I'm like you, as always. I appreciate a lot Vancouver uh, because of Julian Grissel and... Uh, Probably the best crosser in uh, in MLS uh, for me. Uh, I love the cre- I love the creativity of uh, Ryan Gold. Uh, I love the um, edging game of uh, Brian White. Uh, I love the tenacity of Andres Kubas on uh, on the midfield. Um, underrated player, um, probably a new goalkeeper uh, with Takaoka from uh, G League. Richard probably know him well now. And um, yeah, I, I like this team. As you said, uh, Chris, not a lot of depth, but good pieces uh, to make a good season. So for me, uh, Vancouver is in uh, dark horse. Um, I want to see uh, on the bench probably uh, Christian Darome, uh, Pedro Vite. Uh, they got they got some some nice pieces in uh, in offense. Don't forget, Diver Casado comes back as well. And Diver Casado, but uh, I don't know if he's in training right now. Cordova. And it's, com- it's coming probably yeah, more over. than probably. Yeah. yeah. You heard it here first. More than probably. Mm. Yeah. Hey, Tom Bogart's on vacation, so it's not. <laughs> <laughs> All business yeah. is stopped. <laughs> uh, so, so talk to me about this goalkeeper situation there, Richard, because you're you're our J League guy, sort of. You're in the J League jersey. You're out there right now. You're oh, yeah, taking true. in the action. Uh, <laughs> tell us, tell us what's going on. Is is the Saul really in? A lot of trouble here. Oh man, this is such a lose-lose transfer. Like, 
I think if you picked like <laughs> any moves that can like just eliminate value on like players, you would take a goalkeeper from one of the best teams in Japan, put him into Vancouver. You know, no offense, but it's also like that's no question a downgrade just because MLS alone and like the imbalance between forwards and offense. We've or talked about not playing defense, defense before in this league. <laughs> and then you have Hassal, who could have been, you know, who looked like the chosen one um, for U23 in the summer. And then, yeah, boom, just like that, um, you get Takaoka now, who I think is great. Like, he's a great keeper, but um, that's a downgrade for both, obviously. And so I don't know who Hassal pissed off within Vancouver. Um Vanny Sartini. Yeah. They're literally doing everything not playing. It's it's how do you like how do you trade Maxi Krupel for the guy? Like they traded him away, got a ton of money because they were like, oh, Hassal's just as good. And then they ended up with Cody Cropper after six months, and now they've just completely moved on from Hassal. And it's just like Vanny Sartini doesn't care at all about our server teams, and I'll hate him forever for that. But um, they kept still love you, Hassal. Like they kept going back and forth. Like if they right. had a double down on Hassal, maybe you know, like you know, we can talk confidence and all that. But like, I can't imagine that's great. <laughs> Frustrating. Frustrating. Okay, we're through all the Western Conference teams. It's time for the time for the hot seats now. We're we're gonna see uh, see what you guys think as far as the standings shake out at the end of the year. And you will be flamed if you don't get them exactly one hundred percent correct uh, in the preseason here. So. Uh, we're gonna start with Nico. Nico, uh, give me your top two. Top two. I would say Seattle and Kansas City. Ooh, okay. Okay. I like it. This, see, this is the Western Conference is wide open. So like <laughs> there's not like a Philly where you're like, okay, we're good here. Um, okay, Richard, give me your top two. Um LAFC and Portland. Wow. Yeah. We're, we're, we're Tebo, can you make it six <laughs> different teams that we have in the top two? Of course. Texas, baby. Austin first and Dallas second. Woo. Oh, <laughs> Goodness gracious, guys. I don't even know. I it's feel okay. like. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I feel like one of those six teams probably finishes first, but I'm not not even a hundred percent sure. Like St. Louis, right? You're picking St. Louis. I mean, Louis? San Jose, St. Louis, Colorado. Like, we got some dark horses out here, guys. Um, I'm gonna take. I'm, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Cascadia Cup teams, Seattle and Portland. Seattle one, Portland two. All right. We'll go into reverse order this time. All right. T Bow, give me your next two. Um Seattle and Portland. Oh, okay. Yeah, in playoff. Revenge season. Two teams. Revenge season for both. Yes. Get them in there. Get them in there. We got we gotta see those guys in the Western Conference final again. All right, Richard. Who we got? Uh Seattle three. And then four, four still home playoff, right? So, yes, yeah. Let's do Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. All right, Nico. Uh, I'd say Portland three, 
Austin fourth. Okay, so you guys all had the same teams there, just in different orders. So now we're starting to cook a little bit. Uh, I'm taking Dallas and Colorado. I'm taking a little bit of a different one. I think Colorado is really good this year. All right, five and six. Actually, let's do five, six, and seven because that's playoffs at this point. Um, Nico, we'll start with you. Um, LAFC. Got to get them in the playoffs. Colorado and San Jose. Love it. It's a heck of a playoff slate. All right, Richard, here we go. Um, so Kansas, Austin, and then the problem, it comes down to me, it's Colorado versus San Jose versus Galaxy versus, oh man, yeah, the playoff race. <laughs> I think we, we ran the same problem. Yeah, versus Vancouver. I don't see the white. Uh, yeah. Um, give me yeah, San Jose. You know, that's the funnest San one. Jose. Everybody's favorite dark horse. Let's go. All right, Tebow. You put San Jose in here? Yes, but give me first um, the white cap. Oh, okay. Uh, Los Angeles FC and the last hit for the last break. So just to point this out, I said at the beginning that RSL always gets the seven seed and no one has them even in the playoffs. (laughs) Not today. Okay, cool. Cool. Well, I'm glad I'm not the only one that thinks that. And then at the end of the year, when we're all wrong again, I can go to you guys and cry and it'll be fine. Um, all right. So who do, who do I have left? We got to get LAFC in there for sure. They're, they're going to be in there. Um, I have Dallas. Got to get SKC in there. And... <laughs> I'm gonna I'm I'm be a believer. St. Louis. St. Louis is the seventh seed. Let's do what, it. Uh, Let's go. Going? Nothing can go wrong here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So now the fake playoff spots, eight and nine. We'll start. We'll start again in reverse. T Bell. Council City, eight. And Salt um, Lake City, nine. RSL, nine. So you think they will sneak in the playoffs. You just think the playoffs will be bigger. That's that's fine. Yeah, yeah they got to get in at least somehow. All right, Richard. Here, here we go. Um, eight and nine. I think, yeah. Okay. Let's. I'm going to slight RSL, but we'll do Galaxy and Houston. And then... I've Houston. like 11, 12 ter- territory. <laughs> I did not think I'd hear a Houston in the top nine. That, yeah. That's an interesting one. You're a big believer in Ben Olsen, my guy. Oh. All right, Nico. Uh, I, I would go for Dallas and Galaxy. Wow, you didn't have Dallas in the playoffs. That's crazy. No. crazy. All right, LA Galaxy. So next, who do I even have left? See, this is my problem right now. I That's didn't so do this cool. beforehand, so I don't know who I have left. Oh, I didn't either. <laughs> so, did you say Austin? Uh, oh, did you slide Austin? Ooh, I don't think I did. All right, let's put Austin. <laughs> <next>. <laughs> I'm I'm apparently not a believer in Austin. 
Soink. Um, so we'll put Austin at eight, and we'll put. They're gonna we'll love Vancouver, Vancouver. Vancouver at nine. Julian Gressel's always good, man. Yeah. All right. So what do we? One, two, three, four, five. We have five more teams. So I I don't need all five teams. Who is the bottom two? Bottom two for you guys. Ooh. Start with you, Nico. St. Louis. Yep. Uh, and Minnesota. Minnesota. St. Louis and Minnesota. Okay. I think I 100% will sign that. St. Louis. Nobody believing in the expansion team. Not all no. right. The team DP. Are are you on are you on the St. Louis hate train as well there, Tebow? Never, never bet on the expansion team on the first year, only in the second year. So Charlotte Louis- finished ninth, guys. <laughs> Yeah, but no playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> All right, no playoffs, fine. But bottom two, like, there's some teams with bad contracts on them. Uh, Who are you Louis, going with? Can Louis and the team from uh, from Denver, uh, the Rapids. Oof. Wow. Oof. Would I have them fourth? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I look like an idiot now. So, all these uh, United <laughs> fans are, are not the same. Yeah, right. No, I think I think DC may finish last in the West too. Um, <laughs> the worst teams in the league. I don't think it's going to be Minnesota. I really don't because I don't see him not playing like all year long. Houston is in there a thousand percent. And RSL, we uh, we know what you're thinking. Totally, yeah. it's actually between <laughs> RSL and the Galaxy for me. Yeah, yeah. I really don't believe in the Galaxy at all. <laughs> Um, I I think RSL is gonna beat the Galaxy like the last day to like stay out of second to last. So I'm, I'm gonna put the Galaxy in here. The not quite playoff. Yeah, <laughs> if it were a playoff, like if MLS just decides to expand it to 13 teams, like I think RSL would definitely win that game at that point. All right, so that's our list. We've got Chris, our Western Chris, Conference done. The, the, What's up, Nico? The, the playoffs team. Uh, last season which one was in the playoffs the year before in the west wasn't only minnesota uh, and and uh, and uh, rsl hold on let me look up standings because west is so wild we, the west we should is maybe absolutely only absurd. look at the at the last season table and take the opposite and <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> pretty much that. that's how that's how it works all right, so Western Conference last year or two years ago, Colorado, Seattle, Kansas City, Portland, Minnesota, Minnesota made it, Vancouver, and RSL. RSL made it. So Minnesota and RSL were the only two teams that made it, and they were five and seven and six and seven, yeah. respectively. Yeah. So no one in the top five last year made the playoffs. That means LAFC, Austin, Dallas, LA Galaxy and Nashville are not going to make it. And we already know Nashville's not making the Western Conference. So. <laughs> We're right. one for five already, boys. Let's go. All right. Well, we've got our Western Conference preview done. We've got our Eastern Conference preview done. It's time to get to some soccer. Like, let's kick this thing off. Let's get going. Uh, thank you all for joining us back-to-back weeks here, taking some time out. Richard, I hope this was a great start to your day. Uh, you might want to just go back to sleep and like sleep till noon or something. Um, But thank you all for joining us. 
Anything that you guys want to plug at all? Richard, we'll start with you. No, just who you got Super Bowl. One more. You know, we're on the hot takes. Oh, it's, it's, it's going to be Kansas City. Like, it's just going to be. Like, I don't like Jalen Hurts, like, even a little bit. So, it's going to be Kansas City. Also, just for the sake of the city of Philadelphia, like, if the Eagles win the Super Bowl, the city may burn down. So, you know, I don't know if they even want to win the Super Bowl at this point. Uh, anything you want to plug, Nico? Uh, no, thank you very much for organize, organizing this. It was very, very, very interesting. Uh, a lot of fun. And uh, can't wait to, to, to see which predictions will be the good ones. All of them. We got we to gotta get the dream team back together over the summer transfer window. Like after the summer's done, be like, okay, you said RSL was going to be last. You're, you're nowhere close there, guys. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll have to get it back together at some point. Tebow, thanks for joining us, my guy. Anything you need to plug? First, thank you. Long life to the podcast, Throw in the state. And for tonight, uh, Pat Mahomes, MVP, uh, Kansas City. There we go. And um, yeah, only two weeks for soccer. So I'm, I'm going to be excited uh, next two years uh, before the 25th of uh, February. Yeah, let's let's definitely kick this thing off and get this thing going because I'm ready to go now at this point. We had our first preseason game that I was a part of last uh, last night, so starting to feel like that time of year again. And uh, by the time this podcast comes out, we will know the outcome of the Super Bowl. So if we're all wrong, you know not to listen to us. So with that, you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you all for coming.